All right, everybody, and welcome to this week's podcast, uh, the e-commerce sellers sales tax podcast, where every week we try to bring to you pertinent issues that have to do with sales tax for e-commerce sellers, things that are in the news, things that you need to deal with, things that you need to know about. And uh, Mike, uh, I'd like to welcome Mike Fleming to our podcast. Mike, thank you so much for sharing your time with us, sharing your knowledge. So Mike, what do we have for our listeners this week? Well, we, uh, we so often talk about uh, why you should care about taxes, and that usually leads to personal responsibility. And uh, came across a very recent case, uh, you know, it's an ALJ decision, an administrative law judge, and it's just about that. It's about personal responsibility. And in this particular case, there were 12 LLCs, and those LLCs were owned uh, by a, a parent uh, LLC, and the sales tax didn't get remitted. So the so state- Mike, let's, uh, sorry to interrupt, but I, you know how I am. I'm going to interrupt all the time. <laughs> if, if you just think of yourself as a, um, a, not a tax person, right? You know what an LLC is. Um, but I have a friend just posted on Facebook, so excited because his gun engraving business has now been accepted as an LLC. And so, you know, that stands for limited liability company. I know you know that. But sometimes people think, because <clears throat> they've, they've read some literature, somebody that's trying to sell them on setting up an LLC, my worries are over. I can't get sued. I can't have any tax problems because I'm an LLC. And so this is a good example because this guy has 12 LLCs, you know, layered. And so he probably felt like he's pretty insulated. Yeah, because the owner of those LLCs is an LLC. So it's even another level of insulation. And by the way, this is not just LLCs. This is all types of corporations. I mean, the whole reason we open up some sort of entity is to protect ourselves from well, not the sole reason, but a big reason is to protect ourselves from personal liability. Um, this just happens to be an example with a limited liability and with the name limited liability, you'd think that you'd be protected from all liabilities. But when it comes to sales taxes, we so often say uh, the rules are, are very different. And uh, in this case here, um, he, uh, uh, he was the majority owner of the parent LLC but he delegated all of the sales tax responsibilities and all of the financial responsibilities to uh, other people or owners. And when none of that get paid, uh, the state actually came after him as a, the, uh, a member of that parent company. And his defense was, I'm not responsible. I, I didn't have any direct supervision over this. Um, but the state took another position and said, uh, oh, yeah, you, you are responsible. And uh, this administrative law judge has upheld that, that uh, there is personal responsibility there when, when the company is unable or unwilling to pay uh, any of its sales tax debts. Yeah. And this is just a very recent example of something that we see all the time, that uh, and, and states tend to take uh, – of different views of different types of taxes. So when it comes to like payroll withholding taxes, that's 
and, and if you don't remit that, you collect that, <clears throat> withhold it from your employee, and then don't send it in, then the state calls those trust taxes, right? And the state tends to get all self-righteous about that. Like, how can, how can you dare pocket money that came out of your poor employee's pockets? It's still a tax, but sometimes states look at that a little harsher. So payroll taxes is one thing, that withholding taxes, I should say. And then the other trust fund tax that they, that they talk about is sales taxes because um, that money is money you collected from a taxpayer who paid it in such good faith they were expecting it to go to buy books for Jimmy uh, at school and how, how dare you stick it in your own pocket. So it's called a trust fund tax as opposed to, in some cases, the penalties may not be as harsh if it's just corporate income tax. And a lot of the, uh, the, the CPAs or attorneys that we work with are used to payroll taxes. And it's a concept they, they well understand. Um, but sometimes they just don't carry it over to sales tax. You know, they, they don't link the two together. But it's, it's very much the same as, as you're saying. I'd say sales tax goes a step further because what you're talking about is, you know, money being withheld from an employee and not getting turned in or tax that's being collected and not getting turned in. But in a number of states, it doesn't have to be tax collected and not remitted. I mean, just the mere fact of not collecting the, t- collecting the tax can also create a personal responsibility. So it's, uh, it, it can be even more aggressive um, when we're talking about issues like this. Okay, yeah. Uh, great distinction there. Great distinction. Um, it's obviously bad if you collect it and don't send it in. But even if you don't fail, do we know in this case, was it tax that they, they simply didn't collect? Yeah, in this uh, matter, it was simply tax that uh, um, I haven't had a chance to go in and read the, the whole case yet. I just read the, the synopsis of it. But the, um, uh, from what I've read, this is a case of, of tax that just wasn't being collected. It was not a case of tax collected, not remitted. So you can't blame the guy, right? I mean, he's in an LLC, very layered LLC. The real truth may be he really had no idea. He really did delegate it to someone, you know, the controller or somebody like that. Um, there may be, it may be totally on the up and up. You know, we don't get that level of detail in a administrative uh, law judge ruling like this typically, but it, it may be totally what happens all the time. I mean, who, who as a CEO or owner that has an accounting person, who stays on top of those level of details? Not very many. I, I can give you, you know, if we want a really dramatic example of this, um, there was a bookkeeper who didn't understand sales tax. And uh, this company uh, was not based um, in California, but they had consigned inventory there that created nexus for them. Now, the, uh, the seller of the consigned inventory was responsible for that sales tax. But because they had nexus, they had a responsibility to collect all of the sales tax on their internet sales. Well, this bookkeeper didn't understand what she was supposed to be doing. She didn't know what to do with it. So she kept 
journaling it back to the general ledger. And this went on for 10 years. And it wasn't even uh, discovered until she was actually let go. And once she was let go, all of a sudden this came to light. And now we have 10 years worth of uncollected uh, and unremitted taxes in the state of California. And at that point, we got a call from the owner of the company and he knew he was in trouble. Um, and uh, we immediately called California and, and worked out a deal with them. So no one went to jail in that case, but he was smart enough to realize, hey, I've got to get ahead of this. Um, I didn't do it on purpose. And so long as you didn't do it on purpose and you step forward to the state, there are ways around this. Now, he didn't have the money to pay it back. You know, he thought those were profits all of these years. Um, but he worked out a, a payment plan with California and we, we worked through a VDA. Um, so some of the penalties and interest were waived on some of the sales, but they didn't waive any of that uh, tax that was actually collected. He had to pay the full 10 years of back taxes. So I was looking into this New York situation a little bit deeper and um, you know, we have some resources that we can dig into. One of the things that we subscribe to is uh, CCH and teleconnect and uh, they have some really good charts and we're going to make a chart available to you from, from the CCH and teleconnect resource that we subscribe to. And it's the Healy Shadowwald annual department revenue department surveys. And as I was just looking through uh, the various treatments by each of the states, and I just want to say uh, something that's a disclaimer, really, about these charts. First of all, um, charts is never the final answer to any sales tax question, but it is a good start. It's a good place to start. Second of all, these particular charts are charts of survey responses from state revenue departments. So that's just a, uh, a survey sent to a state asking certain questions. And they're not going to be bound by these questions. Um, it's still helpful in terms of just trying to get a picture of, of, of the situation. So anyway, Mike, with those caveats, um, I just thought, let me look into New York because this guy is an LLC a member of the parent, and I don't know if he's a member of any of the uh, other subsidiary LLCs or not. Um, but I just wanted to see how how does what's the New York how do they word this? And so as I read from this chart, and again we're going to make a, a copy of this chart available to you. Uh, any officer, they say, director or employee of a corporation. So this is an LLC. So so far this doesn't apply comma, any employee of a partnership, so we're not a partnership here, but here we go, any employee or manager of an LLC, so this is an LLC, who is under a duty to act in complying with any requirement of the sales and use tax, so per, perhaps this guy could argue, yes, I'm an employee, or I'm, he could say, I'm not an employee, I'm an owner. Therefore, I'm out. And an owner of LLC, the, ter the terminology is member. Um, so he could say, so far, this doesn't apply to me. And then the last semicolon says, any member of a LLC is a quote-unquote responsible person. So subject to personal liability. So as you can see, 
New York is a very, um, we know they're very aggressive, but their statute for purposes of personal responsibility is also fairly encompassing. You can be just an employee and your LLC doesn't collect a tax and you were the person that was supposed to be doing that and you could be personally responsible. Or you could just be a member and you're not even involved in it. You know, you just invested some money uh, and you're a member. Well, then later on you come, you know, you face something like this guy's facing in New York. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, unfortunately, you, you just mentioned a scenario. We get calls from people all of the time who are not active members. And uh, they're, they're people that they've entrusted to do this, you know, sort of like silent members, silent partners. They're, and all of a sudden, the state is, is knocking on their door. So um, states don't fool around. They, they want their money and they're going to get it or try to get it from anybody that they possibly can. And by the way, uh, most of the times uh, when you're doing the registration paperwork for a state or, or even if you're not registered, um, a, a non-real person uh, cannot be the responsible party. An entity cannot okay, be the responsible party. I was going to say, a non-real person. Yeah, sometimes, you know, entities are considered persons for certain definitions. Um, but... Uh, for these purposes, for a responsible party, a, a corporation cannot be be a responsible party. You actually, right. you can't to, you can't somehow skirt all these laws by by saying, you know, technically the way you wrote this statute, it's a corporation, and a corporation has no money, and you know you can just bankrupt the corporation, and states are smart like that, <clears throat> so they say, oh, and by the way, even though for all other purposes a corporation is a person. Not for purposes of this statute. They're not a person. Correct. So, uh, Mike, I, I want to just glance through this chart and just pick out some patterns. Um, and again, we're going to make this chart available to you for free. Um, but as I look through what type of individuals, so New York is probably one of those states who is, is very broad. Florida is another one. Can I say any person who is required to collect? Uh, truthfully account for and pay over any tax, uh, including excise tax, motor fuel taxes, sales taxes, and who willingly fails to collect and pay over such tax or willingly attempts in any manner to evade or defeat such payment is, in addition to other penalties provided by law, liable for a penalty equal to twice the amount of the tax evaded or not paid over to the state. Further, any officer or director of a corporation who has administrative control over the collection and payment of the tax and who willing to, willingly directs any employee of the corporation to fail to collect or pay over, evade, defeat, or truthfully account for the tax is likewise liable for such penalty. So double the tax on this person. Mm -hmm. We know that Florida is very aggressive on personal responsibility. Other states, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, you know, do we hear any mention of jail time in there? Because Not in this particular one, but I know that Florida has that type of rules, and I'm sure if we dug deeper, and we know from uh, you know just reading uh, various reports that Florida is very aggressive like that. Right. I mean, Florida, one of the states, if you want to Google sales tax Florida and jail, 
you'll see a whole bunch of stories on it. So yeah. um, it not only people overhype that a little bit, you know, right. um, but still, yeah. You know, it, even if you ignore jail, uh, paying double the tax and having a criminal record, mm-hmm. not good. Absolutely. So it's, uh, it's a serious stuff. You know, it's, uh, we, you know, we bring it up all of the time when we talk about why you should care. Um, so it's, uh, it's, it, you know, it can literally put you out of business. And, and it could literally bankrupt you personally. Mm-hmm. Now, some States, I know from, uh, you know, just advising companies over all these years that there's a risk to becoming an officer in a company. And in some of these states, it doesn't matter if you're the the owner or officer because it says any employee. So like Indiana says, tax manager is personally responsible. So that's kind of scary because I move in that world. You know, that's, that's my colleagues. That's people that I walk and talk with that uh, you could be stuck like that. Um, so sometimes people are reluctant just to be an owner or an officer and for good reason, but for sales tax, it doesn't necessarily protect you. Uh, Kentucky does well, according to this chart anyway, right? Uh, Kentucky, Maryland, other States say that only owners and officers are held personally responsible. I was going to say, going back to Florida for a second, this failed and thank goodness it failed. But if you were the CPA of a company that had shenanigans going on, the CPA, if they should have known the shenanigans were going on, they were subject to the same penalties as all of the other people. So even if the CPA didn't know, if they should have known, then they could be held responsible too. So, um, just uh, another responsible party that that did not pass, but it just goes to show you how far some of these states are willing to try to reach. Mm-hmm. Texas is another state that says officers, directors, controllers, or tax managers, or other employees with tax filing obligations can be held personally responsible. That's very similar language to uh, state of Washington. So how, how would you feel, you know, I, I've run into, we, we talk to not even tax managers. We talk to just employees of companies. We bump into them at these events that we go to around the country. And when they find out they could be personally responsible, they're like, I am not making enough money to potentially bear all of this risk. So, right. I mean, it's especially if, if they have management who is, directing them not to pay tax, you know, inadvertent mistakes um, is one thing, but if someone's directing you to do it, that's a problem. Mm -hmm. We just got a email the other day. I haven't shared this with you, Mike, but somebody emailed us saying, I am aware they did it through a, like a very uh, cryptic email account uh, that he was aware that he or she aware that a company that they worked for was purposefully with keeping tax that they remitted. And he wanted to know if we would help him turn in his company and 
what state should he turn him into? He had a long list of questions. Uh, I didn't even respond to it. I have no interest in being involved in that at all. But uh, somebody, he said it's a well-known uh, company and uh, the directors are all very well-known. I'm like, man, I, I have nothing to do with that. Um, so, no, I didn't even respond to it. Yeah, the uh, if he finds out about New York, New York will pay him, what is it? Uh, 30%. 30% bounty for something like that? Yeah. Um, hopefully, uh, the company starts flying right before he figures that out and, and turns him in there. Um, I think that's more the responsible thing to do. Like, Or maybe he has approached management and said, hey, this is not right. I don't know. I, I don't want any more details, but I know these things happen all the time. And you look at these charts and think, man, do you really want to be involved in taxes? So the other part of this chart, did you something you want to add to that? No, I was just going to say when you, you know, now we're talking not inadvertent. Now we're talking about things done purposefully. And that's right. where the, the, the word criminal starts coming into play. Right. Um, so it's just not worth it to, to me um, based on all of the potential um, ramifications to, to, I, I can't see how anyone can justify it right. based on what they're risking. So now the question is, um, not only does a state have a personal responsibility statute and what is their definition for who could be held personally responsible, whether it's officer and owner or employees or members uh, or employees of partnerships, uh, but what taxes? So we said withholding taxes and sales taxes are considered taxes held in trust and they have a higher threshold typically than a corporate income tax. So the next question is, does this personal responsibility statute apply to all taxes or just the trust fund type, trust type taxes? So as I scan down the chart, it looks like, I don't know, maybe the common answer is that personal responsibility statutes apply to only the trust taxes, such as sales tax or withholding tax. That's a very common answer. Uh, and then maybe a third of states say it applies to all taxes. So uh, Nebraska, Nevada, all taxes. Let's see some of the bigger states. Uh, Texas, only trust taxes, such as sales tax. Let's look at uh, California, uh, only trust taxes. How about New York? Um, specifically applies to sales and use tax. Um, how about Florida? Florida, we said, was wide open. Um, well, that's a big answer. <laughs> uh, it's basically their same answer as they gave for who is responsible. So there you have it. Um, the two questions are, do, does a state have a personal responsibility statute? And the answer to that seems to be just about every state does. And then secondly, um, who, is, who is considered a responsible person? So the chart can at least get you going down that right road. And then third, what taxes does it cover? 
in light of that recent case in New York, I think it's very timely information in that uh, we can share this chart. I think will be helpful. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's charts. You never want to base a final decision on a chart, but like uh, Andy's mentioned, uh, it's a great place to start. Yep. All right, Mike. Well, thanks for another uh, great session of the e-commerce sales tax podcast. Thank you, Andy. Glad to be here. All right. See you next time. Bye-bye.